0: welcome to west of everest i am lee benson grant benson joining me as always and it's not going to be a fun one here as we're recording about an hour or so after ou loses to kansas 38 33 in lawrence it's the first time the sooners have lost to kansas since 1997 a stat that i'm sure all of you have heard now a million times now first off i want to apologize for missing an episode this week i've been sick you might be able to tell that I'm still under the weather a bit, feeling more, you know, feeling improved, but still, uh, you know, I got a bit of a cough, but who cares, right? Uh, thank you to all of you who have uh, said some nice things on the West of Evers Facebook page. Uh, that's certainly not necessary, but I appreciate it. Also, one of you compared me to Lincoln Riley this week, which I thought was very funny. Well done. Uh, although I do, I guess he was dealing with pneumonia. Uh, Riley was which is awful so hopefully he's good now because that's not something to mess around with uh, uh, yeah heard, heard a lot of bad things about pneumonia so uh, not great day uh, not great week uh, although we did not have a show earlier in the week uh, if we did have a show uh, you may have heard one of us on the show Grant uh, predict Oklahoma was going to lose the game Or at least it was a good chance Oklahoma could lose the game because you might remember dating back to before the UCF game, uh, Grant was having some like pre nightmares about Oklahoma's trip to Lawrence, and so it turns out Grant apparently is a psychic, and so Grant, how did you know?
1: I mean, it's you know, it's luck. I mean, I can't I can't tell the future or anything, but but also I mean if you. Follow OU football the way that I do, and I think a lot of people kind of look at it this way. I mean, you look at you look at things in terms of narratives and storylines and history and trends, and I guess in my mind there was just no way there was going to be an entire generation of OU fans that never saw a loss to the University of Kansas. Yeah, yeah. that's that's essentially well, right. it. And and also and also there's stuff the. Um, kansas was really was by my estimation underrated coming into this game i think people were taking it for granted a little bit uh, just because texas killed them uh texas killed them after jason bean found out he was starting five minutes before kickoff and they had to scrap their entire game plan that kansas team is is a pretty good team that doesn't mean it's i mean i don't think kansas even really played that well in this game either uh so i that's all kind of beside the point but it was just uh In in my estimation, it was just ripe for an upset. Kansas coming off of a bye. Uh, You knew that they were going to have a bunch of new, interesting stuff that they were going to execute really well because Lance Leipold's a really good coach. They're a really well-coached team. Um, And then about a week out, it it started to become pretty clear this was going to be a bad weather game. And I'd like to see from the people who are on the ground there how that would compare to last year's West Virginia game because I was thinking about that, uh, you know, for a large portion of this game as well. And... um, what else can you say other than it's just that's a really really tough loss to take. It's um, I did I, I did have a bad feeling about the game. I did think OU was going to lose this game. I didn't think it was going to be like that though. That one kind of hurt a little bit. That sucked.
0: You know I me, mean, I feel like we're you and I are are different in in terms of you know at certain points of certain games. Whenever we think oh OU is going to lose this one, I know you you tend to get to that point a lot quicker than I do. Uh, I didn't really get to the point of. Man, OU's going to probably lose this game until, well, I guess this isn't that crazy. Uh, Well, considering there's a lot of twists and turns in this game, it was basically up until they couldn't put Kansas away late in the game after Ethan Downs' interception. They couldn't get a first down. And then when they punted, they punted in for a touchback. And at that point, I, I thought, ah, this is, I don't like this at all. I will say there was plenty of other moments before that, obviously, where I would certainly think that people that listen to this podcast and maybe you as well that thought, oh, oh you ain't winning this game. I mean, stuff that could have happened in the first half. Just for me, that was finally the, the point where I was like, oh, no. It, they actually could lose this game. I know like that's kind of one of the things you and I, we text about a lot uh, with our friend Brady Trantham, and uh, that, that was kind of the point. But I, I, I'm struggling, Grant, with – where to even begin? Because it was such a weird day, such a weird game. Obviously, there was the weather delay. Uh, since when does it does it lightning when it's below forty degrees? I I guess that that was what caught me off guard. I, I guess it doesn't. I don't remember that being a that was bizarre. You don't see It was bizarre. Delay. It was
1: totally bizarre. And it and it like, didn't, the end, the up, it didn't end up. Weather delay stuff really happened like
0: in September.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it was it was bizarre. It was, um, I I I was kind of sitting there, like kind of following Twitter and stuff like that. and The people who were there basically saying, "I I haven't seen any lightning. I don't know what you're talking about." And I don't know if it was like a radar thing. It ended up not really hurting OU. In fact, how it immediately happened after it looked like it kind of benefited OU because Ku kind of came out flat. Yep. It looked like a little bit, and and, and the, the crowd was not fully there yet. And
0: yeah, I mean you're right. I mean, actually look at like the benefit at Oklahoma at at the first part.
1: And so, yeah, I mean, I I think that's kind of where you start is that it's it was a perfect recipe for everything. It was a weird witchy game with that, with just the with kind of the the faux lightning delay, which I mean, there's gonna be truthers of it. I mean, because, yeah, I don't even know if that is possible. (laughs) I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's possible for it to lightning when it's below 40 degrees. Uh, I've heard of
0: thunder snow and stuff, so that would have to. You know, be a thing where it's cold and there's lightning and thunder and stuff. So I, I know it can't happen. It's just I, when it comes to college football, and it's just it's we're almost in November. Like lightning delays and stuff always happen the first couple weeks of the season. You know, whenever it's it's hot and humid and it's down in the the southern part of the the country. And anyway, yeah, very bizarre.
1: And then you just kind of you throw in it's just a uh, and I. I don't know. It just looks weird. I mean, on TV, that stadium, like, it's just, it's so ugly. What an ugly, ugly venue for college football. It just doesn't look good. And and then just the, the bad weather. And then I, I'm not sure how much we're going to talk about it in this game because I, you know, they, the Sooners did not deserve to win this game, but there were so many opportunities where they could close the door to win it. Um, but I, how much are we going to talk about? I mean, Danny Stutzman did not play the second half of this game. Gentry Williams did not play a single snap in this game, and that loomed large on on KU's final scoring drive of the game. Um, just weird stuff. Uh, yeah. Jaron Tannick, by my eyes, didn't even really play in the fourth quarter at all. It was bad. by the end, it was just Kobe McKenzie and Kip Lewis. I it was it was a weird game. There's a, I you know Reggie Pearson gets ejected for targeting after a review, which is it's one of those tough things that's to swallow because they probably made the right call by like the letter of the law. But that's, you know, that's a situation where I think a lot of people have been pining for them to change the rules because that's just not, it's just not that reasonable to call a penalty in that situation. I don't think, but it's, it's the rule. There's, yeah, it's, especially it's weird. In, in,
0: especially in a spot when uh, Jason being inexplicably started to slide. And it was, I think it was, a uh, A self-preservation thing where he he saw Pearson coming and just his instincts took took hold of him uh, in a negative way where he was trying to defend himself where he should have been obviously trying to score but it ended up uh, actually ended up benefiting Kansas in the long run because it uh, it knocked out one of Oklahoma's players and it got him a free first down and essentially I mean they were they were right on the doorstep and scored the next play here's where I want to start though Cause I, I took a couple notes as we were getting our thoughts together before the game. I'll, I'll begin on the other side of the ball on, on Oklahoma's offense and two certain offensive tendencies. And dare I say, stubborn tendencies finally seem to kind of come home to roost today, uh, in a negative way for Oklahoma. And I'll see what you think about these number one. And, and I know you're going to agree with this, but I, number one, uh, not making Tawi Walker the main running back after the first couple of games, that certainly kind of came home to a roost today. You know, Tawi Walker didn't see the field until Oklahoma's first, uh, until the, the third possession. So the first two possessions of the game, no Tawi Walker. By the time Tawi came into the game, Oklahoma was down 14 to nothing. And uh, Oklahoma's down 14 nothing. And instead of being kind of cute and everything, they were like, crap, we're down 14 nothing. Jeff Lebby dozzles up to Towie Walker five times in that 10 play drive and Oklahoma goes down and scores and I tweeted out during this time like everybody has seen that he's the best running back on the roster except seemingly DeMarco Murray Jeff Lebby and Brent Venables and they understand that there's you know there's the personal matter last week and I know that you know more about this than I do and behind the scenes and who knows what happened with it and sure like if, if there's a guy that's you know, talking back to coaches or I, whatever the, the alleged offense is. I don't know why why he was uh, suspended. Um, sure, like, I, I don't like when, when players are jerks and they can, you can't disrespect your coaching staff. If that's what happened, sure. My thing is that, is this something that's been going on all year long with Tawi Walker? Let's say, like, has he – if that's what it is, and I'll, I'll stop it. What are the rumors, like, that he was – I guess that he was like a, a bad guy to a co- talk back to a coach or something. Is that what came out?
1: Yeah, I mean, the rumor it is, is just, that, I mean, from context, it seems like him and DeMarco Murray got like in a shouting match or had some sort of disagreement that was heated. Okay,
0: which you like, you, you can't really do that, especially if you're in the wrong. And like, I, I'm all for coaches, disappointing players for disrespecting them. Absolutely. My question is this. Was that the first time that happened? Because if, if so... Did, did it get to the point where if was Tawi a, a great teammate all the way up until that point? It, all, all intents and purposes is all the evidence we've gotten is yes. Why was he not getting more playing time? And if if you're in his shoes, you got to be thinking like, what do I got to do here to get on the field more? I'm I'm the, I'm the best player. I'm doing everything right. And yet I, maybe it finally bowled over and still you can't do that. You can't be a jerk to your coach. Like my, my thing is, if they would have been able to get to the point where he was a guy that got more touches, maybe he would have—I don't know—been mad. I'm not going to make an excuse for the guy. You can't do that. But ultimately, the fact that he was not on the field the first couple of drives, he was not the focal point of the first couple of drives. Maybe Oklahoma doesn't go behind Grant, fourteen nothing. Maybe they—maybe they score first. Maybe—maybe maybe they make it seven-seven. I don't. Know. It's just very small things like that can end up. Becoming a big part in the game, especially whenever the team loses.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing to start with. I, because, I, I mean, I would say that once Tawi did come into the game when it was 14 to nothing, he very much was the focal point of the offense until he got hurt. He got hurt. That's why he wasn't out there at the end of the game. And that's, I mean, and, I'll, and I'm, they couldn't stop Tawi. You give the ball to Tawi three times there after the Ethan Downs pick, I think OU probably wins that game. Um,
0: and, and, and that's the thing, though, is him being the focal point in the offense after he came into the game for the first time, in a way was telling me that DeMarco Murray and Jeff Lebby, they also have seen that he is the best back. And granted, he was performing, but they know. But it's like, why why has it been like pulling teeth to play him? And so I think just messing around with that all season long, just messing around with that. In a way, kind of came home and slightly hurt Oklahoma today. So that that's number one. I'll let you go ahead and add on to that if you want right now. But I have I have one other
1: stubborn offensive
0: tendency that I think came home to, ro- to roost today.
1: Yeah, I um, I guess yeah, I'll, I'll let you leave it at that. I but I, I just felt, and I guess we'll see what happens next week. But it was just it, once. Once they were down fourteen to nothing, and they leaned on Tawi to to you know to make it fourteen to seven. Um, symbolically, in my mind, he took the job right then and there. He should be getting ninety percent of the carries um, going forward. He should be the starter at all times. He should be in there on the money downs. He should be doing all of the important things. Um, and I felt like that was the case in the game. They finally did. They stopped being stubborn, and that finally was the deal. Uh, until he got hurt again, and that's not. I mean, they had a bad. I like. I don't really want to excuse, and we'll get into it. But I, I didn't think Jeff Lebby was good today either. I don't know how much the weather and Dylan Gabriel's ability or inability to throw it in and cold, wet thing, you know, uh, dictated their play calling, which I thought was um, for uh, for chunks of the game. I thought was really good because they 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 could not stop Ty Wee Walker. That was their virtually every single time that they just ran between the tackles it was there there was a lot of space their offensive line was getting lots of push um but then there were just kind of some some bu- uh, some some bizarre play calls as well too that I I'm, I'm sure will we'll get into it usually when we don't know what to do we usually go uh, you know the the drive chart we just go play by play so i what 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 was your second point
0: so the other stubborn offensive tendency that We've seen all season long that I think came home to roost today and, and cost Oklahoma a couple of times in this game. And again, like when, it, when a team loses a game like this, uh, really you lose any kind of game, but especially a one possession game. Uh, they've been much better in them this year compared to last year. Everything goes under the microscope. So the second offensive tendency is this continual game we see week to week to try and get Gavin Freeman going or involved into this offense. While at the same time, you never seemingly do the same thing for a guy like Nick Anderson, who was much more talented and much more explosive than Gavin Freeman. A couple of examples. OU's opening drive of the third quarter, up by four points. That drive stalls out near midfield on a pop pass on third and three to Gavin Freeman and I don't have the official stats on this in front of me, but Freeman's success rate on those plays this year has to be less than 50%. In hindsight, that was a massive drive in the game because Oklahoma goes down and scores, makes it a two-possession game, separates a little bit. They didn't. They stall out. And then later in the game, later in the half, after a touchdown, they call Freeman's number on a two-point try, kind of a trick play trying to get him behind and it just goes nowhere no chance and like there's just so many talented players on the offensive side of the ball on this team and Gavin Freeman has gotten so many chances it seems like and he's not doing really anything with it and there's a time in this game where he, he had like four or five touches and, and Nick Anderson had none and dare I say, Grant, that it's getting to the point where he's almost like a wide receiver version of like Marcus Major, where they're just like they're trying to make it a thing. And it's just it's not really there, man. So that's the other thing that I think really kind of came home to roost today.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I thought when they called his number, it, it generally was not successful. There was one. And I'll say like his where he's been the best this year, where I feel like the thing that actually does work is when they hit him on the quick little hitches where he's already downfield. And he just has to get north uh, north and south his when he when he initially touches the ball behind the line of scrimmage it's it's i mean it's essentially a stuff for a loss every single time and i i, I really don't like. i don't that's feel like i'm like. being hyperbolic there, and that's not uh that's not great and so it was just I, it was a weird game i mean i think it was we it, it was just it was a very odd called game um i mean I don't even want to get into the fact that it was just. They're kind of near the end of the game when OU is in winning time and they had – Kansas was was just straight up man-to-man across the board, nothing even over the top. They didn't even try to take one shot with Nick Anderson. I I just – I do not – that I just don't get at all. They were manning him up with no safety help pretty much the entire second half.
0: Well, it took until uh, I think – what was it? Either the third quarter or the fourth quarter to finally get him a catch – and I think that might have even been his his only target really in the game, and later in that drive, I think either a play or two later, I mean he was at the top of the screen if you're watching at home like we were, and you're right he was single coverage. I mean tight, and I I don't know what the weather, you you know the, the weather was a, was a factor, but in the especially in the fourth quarter it, the rain looked to have stopped. I don't know about the wind, but I, it seemed like Bean was. I mean, he, he was pushing it a little bit down the field. Like, the, the lack of, of shots was very I, – I don't get it. And that, that's my biggest complaint about uh, the play calling today for the most part. And, again, like I think the weather played a huge role in the first half in, in the fact that OU was running the ball so well. But once it seemed like the weather elements kind of cleared up, at least on television, maybe it, maybe, you know, it wasn't as good – in person and still not taking a shot i mean the only shot they took all day was the one that, when they had to with Brendan thompson there in, in the fourth quarter you know, late in the game and, and you know fortunately it worked out but yeah and that's, can, and like, that's definitely and that's great
1: i'm glad glad they were able to make that play but also and this is now me just just whining he couldn't keep his feet and score on that play you just like you you had kind to of, trip over your feet there kind of
0: thought that too i think it was more of like i gotta make sure i catch this but yeah
1: but it was, I mean, but, like, I, I just saying, it's like, in a game that goes well, right, he keeps his feet there, and he's, and, and who knows where it goes after that, but probably has a pretty decent chance to score, because that guy would have been about five yards away from him with a lot of space. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, that doesn't matter at that point in time. There was, they had already very poorly managed that final drive on the clock anyway, and then, of course, the... Man, tough game. Really tough game. I, it's... There's so many things you can point to. I'm I'm really really disappointed they couldn't finish that thing after the Ethan Downs interception, which was just a really good play, a really really great play. And and that's the thing. There is, for as
0: bad as the game went, there is moments. Or there were moments that I'm sure all of us were thinking, oh, this team's kind of got that team of destiny feel going for them, like they they know how to win they're making plays uh, obviously the downs play was huge but before that Kendall Dolby's excellent PBU that led to a Billy Bowman interception um, and just even when the, uh, heck even when they kind of got oh uh, you it seemingly kind of got lucky after the heck Marcus Stripling poor guy muffs a kickoff and they're able to get a stop there and then the kansas kicker misses a field goal and it's good to see it you know an opposing team actually you know have some kicker issues unlike okla or you know like oklahoma has had for most of the year so certain things kept happening that made you think okay i mean maybe oklahoma was one of those teams right now that has a, a horseshoe up its butt and yet they still lost this game and that's what's that's it's frustrating i mean it, there's, yeah, there's, you know, what what can you say?
1: I, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, the, it seems like kind of the biggest problem, and obviously when you throw a pick six on, you know, the your third offensive snap of the game, you're putting yourself behind the behind the eight ball pretty aggressively, and it's hard to dig yourself out of that. But also, gosh, man, I, I just – it seemed like the first half, they, they were tackling pretty poorly. Uh, just got – I mean – and that was frustrating. And then the the one thing that disappeared, at least something that I, I don't think has really been an issue since, you know, maybe the the really early stages of the season. But I, I thought the defensive line played their worst game of the season this year. Uh, uh, this week, they just Jason Bean had all day to throw. The the times when they just could not, when when they could not let him break contain, they pretty much always let him. Um. I, I think ultimately, if you had to point to one thing that, that, I mean, everyone was healthy on the defensive line, something that they've been able to count on, that was it. They they were not able to get organic pressure. Jason Bean, on all of their big drives, Jason Bean was able to stand back there with all freaking day to throw.
0: Yeah, I just, I didn't, yeah, I mean, there was times where I was like, yeah, I'd like to see more pressure, but it didn't really stand out to me like that. I thought it was fine. I Uh, I I don't know it like you mentioned Stutzman being out I don't know how much that really
1: hurt I think because Kip Lewis came in and played pretty well yeah Kip was pretty good Uh, it was I and can I walk her honestly was pretty good for the most part and then until that very last that very last play there
0: he was really good and that last play was so comically bad on fourth down you That that's the laziest type of, and you know what it it was is because he knew he was like on the backside of the play, I think, and he, I don't know, I'm not gonna, it just it almost kind of came off as lazy, like that when you see the thing where the 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 corner turns around. I mean that is that is epitome of lazy lazy cornerback play, man. Like that, you have no idea what the heck you're doing. You're, yeah, you're you're off balance. That was so bad. And you brought it up earlier. It was a good point. I mean, Gentry Williams not being there wasn't much of a factor until it seeming seems like that play that I, I'd much, I'd love to see Gentry Williams in that spot compared, you know, other than Kanai, even though, but, but Kanai had played so well? I mean, he had a really good PBU earlier, even though it was kind of, kind of sus as the kids would say, like I kind of surprised he didn't get flagged for that. There was a third down where he kind of was face guarding him a little bit. And, they didn't throw a flag on them, uh, but man, that just fourth down—the game's over—and you you can't. I just don't understand how you gave that and up. And
1: there's also, the, I mean, and you know, BV in the in the post game said that he if he could go back, he he wish he would have called a timeout there. Um, I, I was screaming at the to call a timeout in that situation, um, just because that was the game. That was the game. If Kansas was going to pick that up, they were going to win the game that was it that was the game and so and and See, it was weird time out though and then you give
0: kansas a chance to you know but that's up call one of their great awesome but it would have and,
1: and but i'm saying that in hindsight because kansas went went hurry up in that situation and that's something that they kind of selectively did and that absolutely affected everything because when they snapped it the defensive you. line yeah. was still getting the call so kansas okay. like surprise and, and like and hats off to kansas for going hurry up in that situation that means they have that that means they already knew they. That's their fourth and sixth play in that situation, and they and everybody knows it on Kansas. That allows them to go to, to you know to go fast like that, and they you know there were times where they kind of picked their spots to go fast, and I feel like it did catch OU off guard. And there you go, they get they they got the best of it right there at the end. They got the best of them right there at the end, and so that was, I I I would have really liked to see a, a time act called there. Again, this is in retrospect. So, so you can you can get thirty seconds to a minute to breathe, think about it a little bit, and then I yeah, I'm sure if BV could do it, and then he would he'd probably heat him up. He'd probably send the freaking house, probably. Yeah, which, which they didn't really do in the game at all.
0: So I'm looking back because I you know whenever I'm able to to watch the game, I I, I take notes throughout, and she's Louise, man. Did. Did Dylan Gabriel just lose this game at the very beginning on that throwing that pick six? Because the defense did a great I mean, they bent, but they get off the field. Trace Ford makes that nice play on fourth down, gets a fourth down stop. I, that was that was such an awful pick six by Dylan Gabriel. And I, I mean, I don't especially after Gavin Sacha picked up seven yards on first down. I, I figured they just go right back to him. Give it to him again. Just let's this Kansas run defense is terrible. Granted, we know how. So is UCF's run defense that didn't really seem to matter that much until the fourth quarter last week. But I just the pick six is 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 horrible. I mean that obviously they were able to come back and and take a twenty-one to fourteen lead, but man, that bothered me. That bothered me a lot because the defense had played so well. You know, did a good job getting off the field, and then Dylan just gave him a really what an easy, easy pick six that was. Ugh. And I mean honestly that may have
1: affected the play calling the rest of the day. I don't know. Like, uh, I,
0: don't know you, like I, I don't know how you I don't know you can
1: say that it didn't. It very obviously did. They didn't they did not. There was a there was no point in time in this game where they even tried to throw the ball down the field. They threw the ball down the field twice in this game. They hit Nick Anderson in the fourth quarter and they hit Brennan Thompson. That's it. They're the only time they tried the entire game.
0: His his arm uh, Gabriel's arm strength looked looked really bad and I, I mean i don't know if it was just the wind or, or what but that's good. what i'd
1: like to know i mean i i would love to know if 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 that really went into their thinking but it was just a man it was a bizarre game just totally bizarre and uh i just man it just i it it bugs me alabama and georgia never have those freaking games
0: well they do but they have so much talent that they just figure out ways to win, and they you know they're so boring with their play calling that they just end up calling boring stuff, and so they don't they you don't know, out trick you know out cute themselves because they don't really don't have to. That's probably a big part of it as well, and also the weather is really great in that part of the, the the country, so there's very rarely ever poor weather games they got to deal with. I just I kind of have a feeling if, if that's a, a regular weather day, and it's nice in Lawrence. I think Oklahoma plays well and, and, and wins rather comfortably.
1: Yeah, I think so, I think too. the weather was the, the they biggest were running factor it, today. They were running it really, really well to the point where there was going to be some stuff open for them. And that's where that's where it was frustrating because, man, like, when Tawi was in there, I mean, it was it was five to, like, 13-yard chunks every single time.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where else are we going to go? I'm just kind of going through my stuff. A you know, positive thing here, I I, I do want to... Give some credit to uh, Robert Spears Jennings. Whenever, uh, whenever Ku muffed that kickoff, uh, Robert Spears Jennings. I thought it was a pretty heady play, whether he meant to do it or not. But instead of trying to recover the ball, he he hits the hit the guy who muffed it, which allowed his teammates to recover the ball. I mean, that was a big play in the game. Obviously, Oklahoma getting a ton of momentum there and then scoring another touchdown to make it a, a, a touchdown game. It's just that. That was the point in the game where after the weather delay, it's like you gotta just go run away and hide, guys. And they they couldn't. The defense the defense uh, you know couldn't do it. I mean they held to a field goal, but you know, they they couldn't I'm looking at the play chart Kansas here. Really. As much. Uh,
1: Big a massive play in this game. After OU goes up twenty one to fourteen they have Kansas third and eight at their own 27-yard line with two minutes and 10 seconds to go in the first half. OU has all of their timeouts left. Jason Bean scrambles for a gain of nine yards. They called a defensive holding penalty on Kendall Dolby, but this was after Bean had already broken the pocket. Um, and I just they stunted themselves out of, out of uh, blowing contain, and they let Bean outside, and he runs easily for the first down. That was on third and eight. And I knew that was a big deal. You stop them there. You go down. You get the ball back with a little under two minutes left with your full allotment of timeouts. At that point in time, you have, you've had all the momentum. You're running the ball at will. You can do it again there. What if you go up 28-14? to 14, You get the ball right back. Score again. Game's freaking over. And that was, that was, a, that was such a huge down. And they... And I, I think, you know, that I think about that a lot too when I'm, when I'm criticizing the defensive line for not really showing up in this game because that was, they, they just could not have that happen in that scenario, especially in a, in a game where you're not getting any organic pressure at all and you kind of aggressively run yourself out of contain in that situation. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, in a game like this where it comes down to the last possession like that, it's, 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 it's a play here or there that, that haunts you. And they just, they, they gotta be better in situations like that.
0: Well, and even you know they were able to hold him to a field goal to make it twenty one seventeen and with all three timeouts and fifty seconds they Oklahoma didn't even try to do anything that just and that just told that told me that Levy had no confidence in Dylan Gabriel's arm in that in that weather I like granted at that time it was it was coming down it was raining, so it was probably the smart move because that weather was pretty nasty um but yeah, it's just uh that. Yeah, that drive you mentioned on defense, and then yeah, the third opening drive of the third quarter coming out of the locker room. They they needed to go down and score there. Yeah, that's the you know you know whatever opening or the that those eight minute periods or whatever you know the final four minutes of.
1: Lee, here's that here's the sequence. Here's that sequence coming out of half. Jalil Farouk run for six yards. Tawi Walker run for fourteen yards. Uh, first down, Tawi Walker run for six yards. Second and four, Tawi Walker run for one yard. Third and three is that little pop pass to Gavin Freeman for no gain. And I remember because they ran it to the short side of the field. for I, And I just stopped doing that. They always run that stuff to the short side of the field. I don't really know why, but that was, that was huge. Uh, you, you went away from essentially what had been working for you.
0: Yeah, and not to mention, on top of that, Venables totally botched the scenario. They... They went out there like they were going to go for it, but then they took the delay of game penalty, and then they weren't ready to punt after the penalty. And they called their timeout. out, they time called out. A freaking so they, they waste. I mean, it, in, in hindsight, it ended up not hurting them, but, I mean, that's the kind of crap that we saw last year from Venables that just drove me nuts. Just idiotic usages of timeouts in a close game in the second half when you... You need all the timeouts you can have. Just take another penalty. You're around midfield. It's five yards. Who cares?
1: You're gonna punt.
0: It's just the timeouts way more important than the five yards, man. You're giving the oh, ball you, back anyways.
1: Oh, you gotta stop anyway, right after that.
0: So yeah, so it's just five and out. I don't. Then you goes three,
1: OU goes three and out, man.
0: How in your
1: brain,
0: as a coach, you even think to call a timeout there is, I don't, like, oh, we're not, we're messing, we're not ready, we we just have to call a timeout, because we're, no,
1: you don't, think. Okay, oh, hey, and then I, this this kind of reminds me, and it doesn't matter, like, this isn't ultimately why they lost the game, but, it, you know, it didn't help or anything. Oh, you still get to stop there, they get the ball out, they get the ball back, they actually go three and out on this drive. It's Tawi Walker run for two yards, then it's a Dylan Gabriel run for three yards to set up a third and five. Yet after that, they call an unnecessary roughness on Savion Bird, which is a 15-yard penalty that puts them at third and 19 and totally ruins the drive. It was a heinously awful freaking football call. Terrible. A terrible it that, call. It looked really weak. Yeah. You cannot, you, just, you can't do that. I, I just, that's, that, that's screaming. They were looking for something. They were itching to throw something. And you just unbelievable, unbelievably terrible call. And also the call on Kendall Dolby uh, was awful as well. There was no freaking whistle. Ridiculous.
0: I don't, know how the, I don't know how Dolby's supposed to know the guy has touched out of bounds whenever he made contact with the tackle when the guy was inbounds, and he was still up. He wasn't and going then, down.
1: And then also after that, directly after that, they, called a, they threw a flag on OU on the sideline for I don't even know what. It didn't it, But I'm assuming it was awful. I'm assuming it was a terrible week call. You gave, yeah, you, you gave them 30 yards of free crap there that, that did not warrant it whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Venable said afterwards that uh, there was a coach barking and the ref didn't like it. That's, that's, that's what the penalty was, the bench penalty. And I, I my, my YouTube TV, of course, was kind of stalling out, you know, every once in a while, the little, little wheel of death will come up. And so that, that was kind of happening during that sequence. And so I finally kind of got it going and I looked up and they like, Kansas was like near the red zone. And I, I had seen the Dolby penalty, and I was like, "Wait a second! How are they already this far?" Like, oh, there was two personal fat like on sports and like, and then there was a what a third right later on on that same drive. There was like, yeah, it was it was yes, drive. it
1: was the there was the the targeting that was when Pearson got ejected. Oh yeah, the targeting, which is like again we've already <laughs> called it whatever that that happens. They they need to review that. You gotta it's. The rules need to take care of stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, I Kansas absolutely got the uh, got the benefit of of some calls there, but I'm, I'm sure Kansas would be like, oh, there was some like some no calls on stuff. I whatever, I don't. Um, still, just don't 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 put yourself in that situation, I suppose. But it's just it's it's frustrating because I was so scared of this game, and while I was watching it, a, a, a thought that was crossing my mind was like, man, Kansas is not very good. I mean they – I didn't think they played all that well. Uh
0: I don't I don't I really don't think any of the either of those teams really deserved to win. Uh, <laughs> both teams kind of played like crap for portions of the game. I mean look at the box score. I mean they each had three turnovers. I think time of possession was pretty close, total yards are pretty close. I mean the final score is pretty close. I mean they they both kind of played the same game. <laughs> the difference is that one of those turnovers, I mean, oh you threw a pick six. I mean it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess technically OU did. Did they score after the Billy Bowman intercept? I think they yeah, did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of the same as getting a pick six in a way. Turned over into points. Um. So, it's, uh, you yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I guess we've hit on a lot of stuff. I. I know a lot of people I've seen and we'll we'll get into three word reviews because um, after a game like that even though the game just ended you know obviously a lot of you guys have already put them up there so let's go to the west of Evers Facebook page I got a feeling we're gonna, gonna get a lot of Jeff levy stuff and I just yeah I, the, the offense wasn't great but i I just I don't I'm not gonna I just don't think that's a was really much of a Jeff levy problem today to be honest with you like there was a lot more going on i mean i brought up the stuff earlier the stuff about the offense that bo- has bothered me but it's been an all-season thing the the running back stuff and the gavin freeman stuff so like that that's on levy that's on Demarco murray that's on uh but overall i mean i this is this like was not like a oh my god you got to fire the offensive coordinator type game i don't think so at all i mean there's just I don't know, weird crap going on uh so I'll go to three-word reviews. West Beaver's Facebook page. Mike says, "New week, tomorrow." So we got some instant positivity. Harry says, "Tawi Walker show." Philip says, "Ahead of schedule." Reference to last episode, talking about how you know maybe you know that the UCF game told us that yeah maybe this team's just a little little bit ahead of schedule and then i think today kind of confirms it let's see steven says we got outplayed we got outcoached we got beat i i don't know if i don't know if you could say they got like, i just i think both teams are kind of bad at times I, I kansas just was less bad And if it wasn't for Kenai Walker getting turned around looking like a top, OU wins that football game. And they they get stopped there and the game's over. So, I mean, Lance Leipold's a fantastic coach. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But, I mean, Oklahoma had a chance to win that game just as much as uh, Kansas did. Dan says, bound to happen. And also, why not pass? Joshua, fire Jeff Lebby. Caleb says, Caleb getting creative here, he says, played not, and then he combines to lose. So, a little forward review there from Caleb. Hamp Martin says, not good enough. And uh, if you're listening to this, just a reminder, we're recording it pretty close to after the game's over with. So if you've posted and you don't hear your three-word review, it may be because we have not seen it because we recorded so early.
1: <sighs>
0: so I cough and try not to be too terribly obvious, even though I'm sure you've heard many a coughs on this podcast so far. Well, let's go over to Twitter. Let's see what we got here. There's a lot more on Twitter. Twitter X <laughs> uh, Jed castles from News 9 longtime listener former coworker. Jed says OC offensive constipation
1: <laughs>
0: <coughs> you seeing any uh, any nuggets grant
1: on the internet oh no, no? I'm just looking at the box score 11 penalties. That's not cool. 101 yards of penalties. That is, that's Lincoln what'd Riley. You the, uh, what'd, you th- what'd you think of the, what'd uh, you think of the, they were going to go for it on fourth and seven there before the Nick Anderson. Do you think they were just trying to get him to jump off sides? What do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They were, there's no way they're going to go for it. that have been stupid. I, I, fourth and seven, the, the way the offense has been playing. Granted, I wish they just would have done it because after that punt, there was, I mean, crap. The punt only netted them like 20 yards. That, how these players don't turn and find the football when they're trying to cover a punt and down it, I don't, it's beyond me. I don't understand. I, maybe it must be really hard, I guess. It, maybe it's harder than I think. I'm sure you have to practice it. I'm
1: sure you got to practice it. It's all about like you're, yeah. especially in a, in a pooch situation like that, right? I mean, you're, it's, I mean, the, the guy is not, if if the returner feels well, it, it's going to be a fair catch.
0: And you can't trust the returner though. That's the thing. It's like the guy's not going to, I mean, you got to, you got to turn your head and you got to look, I know it's not, it's not easy to, with a helmet on, look up into the sky. It's just, man. Yeah, it's a practice thing.
1: Got to be. Yeah, you got to practice that. You have to practice. I mean, that's frustrating. If they could have they pinned them there inside the five, I think, you know, you, you can definitely talk yourself into that final drive going, going differently.
0: My friend Brady Trantham from the Keyhole Pod says, Lebby to Houston. Oh, boy. Yeah, Houston got just smoked by K-State today. Uh, A lot more Jeff Lebby hate here. Brandon says Jeff Lebby sucks. (laughs) Uh, It's just straight to the point. Uh, Jacob says overhyped, fail forward. Jacob adds, can still have a very good season. Team needs to stop listening to the media and play their game. Hayden says terrible play calling. Greg says, "Fire Jeff Lebby." Tim, all around awful. Bark at the moon. His three-word review is "cheese it, bull." <laughs> Preteen girl survivor says, "OC is soft." Gonzo, strange love. Says mental mistakes meltdown. I like the alliteration. That's a good one. A lot of mental mistakes. Turnover, turnover, turnover. No pass game. And done with LeBeau. Says I've been patient, but the offense is inconsistent, disjointed,
1: and a mess. Yeah, I was watching. Um in the Lead up to this, I was watching like highlights of last last year's game, and man, we we uh, Eric Gray sure is underappreciated. Like how much how much better they would be this year if he, like yeah, it's it, it's 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 a weird thing. I'd say like overall their offense is probably about the same as it was last year in terms of like effectiveness. Um, they were more consistent and better running the ball last season. But they've been better on like on third down and, and money downs this year. Is essentially what the what the difference is. Not in this so game. What do you though. think about? They were bad in those situations in this game.
0: How about this? We're now two games without Andrell Anthony, and oh, uh, use one and one, and could be zero and two.
1: Was he the MVP of the team, Grant? I mean, it's part of it, but I know, I, I know, no. He certainly. I mean, we, we knew he's a loss. It's just, I don't, I don't know if that would have been a thing in this game. They clearly had no interest in throwing the ball, the first three quarters yeah, of this that's game. True. They really like that, that drive right before halftime says all that you need to know. They had no interest in throwing it. After that pick six, they were essentially like, oh, we're we're sitting on this thing. We. It's, <laughs> If we don't run the ball, we're not moving it today. We're going to get blown out, essentially.
0: At Reality2Facade says, OU plus refs equal loss. Nick says, mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. By the way, again, this is on Twitter, at Lee Benson tweets. The OU Boomer says, Lebby officiating sucked. Brett says, a little positive spin. Brett says, conference still winnable.
1: I mean, true. I mean, season's not over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of of course. You, I mean, you're, you're definitely much more uneasy about next week, for sure, after watching this week. But it's all still there. I mean, it's... By the metrics and everything, and even by the standings, I mean that's they're not they're probably not going to play a team that's better than that one the rest of the season. Even though I know Oklahoma State beat Kansas, but um, still, even though I I, I say yeah, that just, fully acknowledging that I, I don't Kansas was not impressive in this game. I that's that's not a great team.
0: They're just they're a really well coached team, uh, and they have some talent, and I think they have guys that can tackle well. On defense even though our defense isn't bad or is is bad um what was i gonna say oh you know i just thought about this after how well OU played the first part of the year and obviously they were big favorites the last three games man of like s- just sweat fests oh i mean obviously texas okay texas tech but i mean now ucf and now now kansas i mean we've I'm, I'm hoping to see, uh, or not hoping, but I wouldn't be surprised to see. Uh, I can't remember who it is. With the, the, One of our listeners always mentions the heart medication. That's certainly been uh, a thing the last three games, which is uh, certainly very different than what the uh, the experiences we had the first part of the year. All right. More three-word reviews. Alex says, fire Jeff Lebby? Put a question mark at the end. <laughs> Dan says Ta we win wet It's Kind of funny Bean balled ouch Another good one Dan's got some creative ones I like that Ditch the hitch As in hitch routes Colas Powell says Oh you played terribly Taylor says run the ball Brady Kendrick says, Lebby ain't it. At McStruber says, let Lebby walk. Here we go. We're with the, back, back with some Jeff Lebby. At Matt Murph 63 says, fire Jeff Lebby. Jackson says, Kansas deserved it. Sean Thomas off the top rope says, Sooners are frauds. And I mean might as well we're got a couple left here and we're going to stick with the same theme. Everything Sooners says Lebby lost this. And longtime listener Ben says leave Lebby there. So not a lot of
1: love for Jeff Lebby right now. Not a lot of love. Yeah, I mean I'm an, I'm not I wasn't. I wasn't super happy with with the game that was that was called. I i there there there's too many. Probably not as many as as, as people feel that there are, but there. But in a game like that, there were too many just kind of head scratchers and like what are you doing type situations.
0: I just they're really good offenses. They find ways to get the ball into the hands of their best players and. I just find ways to get the ball into Nick Anderson's hands. Get I get that Jaden Gibson had a false start. Like Jaden Gibson makes plays, man. When he's been asked to this year, he he makes plays. Like we didn't even talk about his really big catch last week against UCF on third down. Ultimately OU didn't score on that drive, but still, it was a third and long. He went down and scooped it off the ground. I mean I don't know what these guys need to do. It's a practice thing, I guess. It's just we see them make plays on the field. They're talented.
1: Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Get these guys the football. Just just figure it out. Figure it out. You got four games in November. Everything you want to accomplish is still in front of you. You are playing four teams the rest of the season that you are when you, when you play your game, you are better than them. Finish, th- finish this thing out, get to Dallas, see what happens. They can do it. They played like crap in this game, and yet they still were in position to win the game. They can play a whole heck of a lot better. Hey, maybe this is me pumping a lot of sunshine, obviously. What if, I don't know, what what, what if they run the ball consistently the, west, the rest of the way through? What if they have just been like, okay, Tawi's the guy? And what if that is like a consistent ground game that you can rely upon in the last four games of the season i don't know It's there's that it's a it's a real that's a really no, disappointing I, loss it's it's hard it's hard to spend it i know i know it's it's just it's it's fresh and it's uh i don't want to lose to kansas that was just it's so stupid well yeah that's not good but at least it's
0: not it's not old kansas i mean that's 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 a good i mean that's good kansas they're actually better now so be one thing if I mean, even two years ago, when they almost lost, uh, they, that was a, what the start of the Leipold. Was that Leipold's first year or second year? It was his first. Can't remember. So I mean, it's it kind of had the fruits of it, um, and I think that was the year. That, I mean, then they knock off Texas. I think they beat Texas that year. Uh, and, but I mean, at least this is. I mean, this is not terrible. Like, oh my gosh, Kansas. This is this is actually a good. No, this a is not Kansas team.
1: This Kansas team is better than. Is better than the, their, the, the three teams they lost to, to to end the Big 12 season last year. This is a better Kansas team than that Baylor team, that West Virginia team, and that Texas Tech team. But those, th- I mean, those three teams were bad. So what am I really saying there? Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's certainly disappointing. It's a, I think the weather played a huge factor, and penalties, menta- you know, the mental side of it, not great. I, upside, though, Grant. Javante Barnes is back, and for a couple of couple of carries, I thought he looked pretty good down by the goal line. Looks a little bit more, I guess I should say.
1: Javante Barnes was 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 featured much more in their game last season, and it's actually crazy watching him from last season compared to what we've seen this year. You very you you compare those the, the the two people. I mean, it's so very obvious that he is not healthy this year. Um. I would say maybe he looked a little bit more like last year tonight, but he's still not there. And I don't, I don't, I don't get why it wasn't Sachuk there at the end. I yeah, they, he started.
0: He looked good on his first carry. I thought Sachuk looked really good on his touchdown run, uh,
1: putting the ball out like that, scoring. That was a, I mean, that's heady play. Like, did he even I, I don't even think he touched the field after he scored that touchdown. I don't think he, he was on the field again. If he wasn't, that's that's not great.
0: I'm trying to think of some other other uh, positives to take away from it,
1: if anything. You just go look at my notes one more time, see if anything stands out. Well, I guess I mean, did you notice when they were really starting to run the ball well that it was um, it was Jacob Sexton and le- at left tackle, and Rouse wasn't in. No, I was
0: not. Paying close attention to the offensive linemen sets, so because okay.
1: I would say that's one of the biggest. And again, again, watching the game last season where where OU ran the ball really at will, and and Eric Gray was was really great in that game, m- making people miss and all of that as well. But um, I think I, I think maybe one of the biggest, the biggest things, and, and we haven't really thought about it yet this year, or haven't really commented on it, just because they've been seven and zero. They've been protecting the passer really well this season. Uh, but the biggest difference between this year's offensive line and last year's offensive line is the utter dominance of Anton Harrison. I, it, I, I went back and I rewatched watched uh, basically all of the successful offensive snaps in that game against Kansas, and it was just, it was just Anton just ragdolling guys and Eric Gray right behind him and just, and just squirting out of there. How about McCade Matagar being back and playing a lot?
0: yeah that's good that's cool he looked he looked banged up though like he was limping around Uh, he got called for that holding penalty that was the right call he held him pulled him down Uh, you know maybe uh now now that you know playoff chances are you know pretty uh pretty much gone now Uh, i mean it's a weird season you never know but who knows maybe uh I don't know. Maybe we'll get to see more Jackson Arnold at some point. Maybe we can get, to see, get more of a preview of him. Maybe they'll go more to quarterback. I mean, I, maybe Dylan Gabriel's arm is dead. I, I don't know. Like, his arm looked totally – maybe it was just the weather, but he looked like he could not throw the ball. And maybe that was a part of it too. I don't know. Like, maybe he's dealing with I, – I, I, there's certain people like Bill Simmons, the sports guy, everyone knows Bill Simmons – that dude always obsesses over like, oh, that guy must be injured. I think that's super dumb. But like, I almost like Dylan Gabriel almost looked like he was injured because he looked th- the way he was throwing. Like, or, like that ball to Brandon Thompson, it was weird. It's a duck. Like, I, I don't know. Was that just, was that into the wind? I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure the wind was at their it.
1: back at that point in time.
0: See, that's the thing. I don't know. But like, it wasn't raining. He threw it. It was just very very weird i mean he looked good on his one completion to nick anderson Looked normal
1: so man you can't convince me that one that they had to anderson like just wasn't there the entire game i bet it was i know i'm not going to argue with you especially after they were running the ball so well all right well Ou
0: seven and one,
1: they lost. It's not that's, fun. It's it's really disappointing. It's super disappointing. That's a that's a crappy loss. Makes it even worse too. That's one of those games where it's just like, and maybe this is me because because I'm crabby and I'm an ou fan and that's just kind of. But like, the the TV broadcast crew was so obviously cheering for Kansas, <laughs> and like that's just annoying and I I don't like that and. And I can see your face, Lee. You're, I know you don't really. You're not moved either way by stuff like that. But
0: no, I. I my guy Jason Benetti, he only cheers for one team, Grant. That's the Chicago White Sox. He's a White are, Sox you,
1: are you fan. sure, man? What are you talking about, man? Like, uh, like in the second half, the few cuts to the booth. Freaking Brock Bowers was wearing a Kansas jersey, or what's his name? Not Bowers. What's his freaking name? Brock, <laughs> Brock Heward? Oh, Brock Heward. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's. Heward I, Heward I loved himself that. some freaking Jayhawks in that game. He was just. I did see.
0: You know what? I think I. I think in the corner I could see his foam finger. He, he was trying to hide it. That's a good point. Nah, and one I, of the like, and, and
1: also one of the things that I hate about this game is just how I think, and you know, it's I'm the main character, and it's all about me. But um, uh-huh. it's just like there's also the thing like good for the Kansas like the players on the Kansas team that obviously means a lot to them. It's a very meaningful win. Kansas, quote-unquote, fans don't don't care about that at all, this game. There's, like, it's just, there's no KU football fans. Mean? It's just, like, that's where it's just, it's not like this some huge, like, frustrating thing. Like, find me that one KU football fan that is like, gosh, I've just been waiting since 97 for us to beat OU again. Finally. Doesn't, that doesn't really exist. I'm sure it does, but. Yeah, there's talking about man back
0: when the Mark Mangino era, there's KU fans. I like football there. Todd Reesing. Sh- you sure? Tell me you can't let's see. I uh remember going to a game there in two thousand nine and I'm pretty sure it was like pretty pat it was like so I think it was sold out when OU played there in oh nine. That was fifteen the- years ago. <laughs> Well, I'm saying they have have fans there. They like like football. All right, well, I'm going to go take some cough medicine. Thanks for listening along. Thanks for the three-word reviews, everyone. We'll uh, endure this loss together. It's not fun. Hopefully I can get healed up and get back. And, oh, by the way, Oklahoma's got to turn around and play a huge rivalry game this upcoming week against an Oklahoma State team who's playing its best football of the year. Is that what you kicked off yet? Let's see. No, I
1: think they're I think that's like a seven o'clock kick.
0: Yeah, no, they got Cincinnati. They'll probably blow out Cincinnati. Bearcats stink. Gosh, they stink. It's homecoming right now for Oklahoma State. They love themselves some homecoming in Stillwater. Like, it's so random. Oklahoma State could be six and two going into this game. Nuts. We'll be back, hopefully. In the middle of the week to talk, bedlam preview and by the way, is the the first playoff rankings come out this week or is that in two weeks?
1: Oh yeah, it's it's this week. It's on Halloween night. Oh, he's first loss just in time oh. for that. Uh, okay, well you know at least
0: at least we won't have our hopes you know dashed late in the year or anything like that. We just we kind of know right away like yeah. Maybe this is kind of like in football where. You got to go for two early, so you know what you got to do. You know now, OU they got their loss under the belt, so now, now they know what they got to do. Does that make any sense? No, I don't know if that if, that might not be the same thing.
1: All right, this is when um, twenty twenty one, notwithstanding, is usually when the OU Lincoln Riley teams kicked it into gear, or at least the offense did. The offense yeah. in, in November always turned into an just more of an unstoppable juggernaut than it already was, and then. Uh, you know, remember hashtag championship November. Oh yeah. Same, it's right here. Try it's all in front it. of you. And you got And also, like I I mean, who you knows watching Texas right now, they're up on BYU 28 to six. Kansas State, I'm pretty sure, is in Austin next week, and that's gonna be a Texas team that does not have Quin Ewers, and it's like a Kansas State team that's hitting their stride at the right time. I don't know, man. Ooh. I just let's Go beat Oklahoma State. Regroup. Play better. Actually play a good game. They haven't played, you know, like the last three quarters that they played against Iowa State. They played really well. Um, do whatever you got to do over these next six days to to recapture those last three quarters against Iowa State.
0: All right. We'll be back later this week to talk OU Oklahoma State. Until then, for Grant, I am Lee. This is West of Everest. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you want to help us spread the word, please leave us a five-star review. And also, tell all of your friends who are OU fans about West of Everest. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.